0: Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television (coughs) show podcast. And I don't think we've kept that. I think we've been
1: drastically falling since, but we're gonna (laughs) wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show you can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't It's the place to go to help us move this show forward and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction events with Steven and myself and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon.
0: If you wanna get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at cantdisappointpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we will read it right here on the show. We sure
1: will, even if you <laughs> beg us not to.
0: Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials
1: every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't
0: Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention
1: that we so desperately crave.
0: Yeah, throw, throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast.
1: There can only be one Model UN that officially represents this school, so let's take our foot off the crazy pedal for just a moment here. There's only one rational way to settle this. A head-to-head Model UN battle royale.
0: The rules to which I would have to spend the evening devising. We'll have a competition tomorrow in the cafeteria at 7 p.m. May the most united nations win. Fair enough. Totally fair. See you in the fair papers, other Annie. Yeah, I just did like 18 lines of cocaine.
1: Stephen don't say we've started rolling don't tell the people that you begin your process by doing that much cocaine on a weekly basis
0: and i don't some, get to decide the
1: ticker ticking i don't get to decide where the podcast begins you know the people hear the truth I, I don't hold anything back from the people and it's unfortunate but yes yeah, steven has a really bad podcast related drug problem i wouldn't call it a problem <laughs> yeah i know you wouldn't <laughs> that's the whole point You know, for the uh, amount of of stimulant drugs you're doing before the show every week, uh, I'm surprised that you're not more all over the place. A lot of times you're you're
0: very you're very serene. Wow. Thank you. I uh, am constantly on a morphine drip. So that (laughs) kind of balances everything out. Constantly, constantly, and you're a professional ballroom dancer. Does that
1: a- affect your performance at all? Uh, if you're when I'm pulling around a little like morphine <laughs> at the same
0: time, all the well, time. it got a little hard pulling around an IV cart everywhere. Okay, so I just put it into like a backpack that I wear <laughs> when I dance. A backpack. Yes, I like but I also can't let people know I have a backpack on yeah. when I'm dancing. Right. So I just so cover it up with worked, my shirt like a hunchback. You've worked a hump into your story. I when... have. <laughs> it's stress-related.
1: Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a <laughs> Podcast, everyone. We're back. Season three is in full swing. Three seasons of this thing. A third season.
0: Who would have thought? Wow. Uh, well, not others. What? Like, what did you just say? Some people would have thought. And also not others, you know, because some people believed in the show and some people didn't. Welcome to it, everyone. I'm Zach and I'm here to rage against the machine. I'm Steven. <laughs> and Zach, I think that you're acting like a schoolgirl in the hot way. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. I really needed to hear that. I'm, I know. I, I, I read your Tumblr posts.
1: Let's start off the show by giving a shout out to our community papa at communities on Twitter. We wouldn't be here without them, and I think that would be better for them if we weren't.
0: Yeah, um, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, click pause on this bad boy. For once, you're right. They could watch it. Yeah, and and, and go over and watch our special Father's Day brunch (laughs) with our daddy. That was a really good time. Yeah, that was a that was a blast. It was really nice. Also, I really a enjoyed you know getting that quality time with our with our flesh and blood mm. Papa Smurf. You know, unfortunately, he's let us know that this will never happen again. Mm-hmm. Our chances are slim.
1: We also have to give a shout out to our ten dollar and up patrons over at patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. That's Melissa Lapena, Danny M Lugo, Brian Thurman, and Mary Baker Budisa. Thank you guys for helping us. Bring this show. I don't know. Thank you guys for helping us get this show out every week. And if you'd like to help us out, you can support us on Patreon starting at five dollars a month. So please do you do
0: want to support our hardcore drug addictions? Stevens, don't don't rope me into this. Don't act like love is not a drug, Zach, because you're high on it right now. And Kesha didn't know what she, what, she was, <laughs> what she was saying. Yeah, love, yeah, love. Your love it's my drug yeah if you want to encourage this give us
1: money every month over at (laughs) patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast steven how you doing this week how are you buddy
0: i'm good i uh you know just been dancing it's 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 nice and warm here in chicago it's getting a little sweaty
1: it has been hot here too there have been it's been rainy but there have been some hot days that are in the like 90s is it a hot one out I haven't been outside today.
0: Have you ever been in a storm, Wally?
1: <laughs> people won't get that. My name's not Wally. Yeah, I don't understand. No. Uh am I supposed to Yes, and the storm was very stormy. Nice. Todd, thank you. I learned that at, my at Second City. Is that in Chicago? It is. I learned that at the Second City. Welcome to the show, people uh my week has been the same as every other week i don't have any i don't have any witty quippy stories of oh i ran into
0: a pigeon the other day no nothing like <laughs> that going on this week it's just more of the same right yeah let's see What did i do anything exciting no not really just <laughs> dancing and teaching and dancing this is off to a great start today. This is fantastic. We clearly have not lost any steam already. Season three is just trucking along with the <laughs> same power that season two was for sure. I
1: might need a couple of your lines. You might have to next hour air mail
0: me some some of your cocaine. I'll send them by pigeon. I know a <laughs> couple. <laughs>
1: You know, let's let's see more of the people's time and actually talk about the television program community this week. It's a great show. I love it. I've I've seen it a time or two. We're here to talk about the second episode of Season 3 of Community, It's Geography of Global Conflict. It was directed by the great Joe Russo. This is one of his 21 directing credits throughout the series. And it was written by the great Andy Bobro, who wrote Basic Rocket Science and Mixology Certification and Custody Law and Eastern European Diplomacy, which I believe was both of our
0: least favorite episodes of Season 2. Not your fault, Andy.
1: He also goes on to write, though, some uh, a good one in Pillows and Blankets. He also, in Season 4, writes History 101 and Intro to Knots. And in Season 5, he writes Introduction to Teaching. So he's got a, a spread across most of the seasons of mm-hmm. Community. It was originally aired on September 29th, 2011. And that's what we're here to talk about, geography of a global, of globe. I always want to say geography of a global conflict, but it's geography mm-hmm. of global conflict.
0: Now, do you know who's uh, directed more between Anthony and Joe Russo on the show? I don't off the top of my head,
1: but I do think that one of them has done more. I think it might be Joe. Mm-hmm.
0: 23 episodes is a lot, but I feel like we say their name. 23 episodes is
1: a lot. That's why he only did 21.
0: Well, color me embarrassed. I'm just going to yeah. see my way out.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. OK, now that we, we, we've gotten rid of the extra weight let's get into this uh i've got some trivia for you you got some i've trivia? got
0: some too i didn't have the easiest time with questions this week but i still I ended up of, with one two three four five wow i kind of <laughs> that's good though because we used to just do three yeah we did i think now we've just established that we're gonna go above and beyond we you, i think it started as like you didn't want to let me one up you Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't want you to one up me. Yeah. So we both usually do five. I only did four this
0: time. I it's almost like, yeah, had only tough. had three, but then I
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, so I had three until give the last two?
0: watch so I kind of slammed slammed myself in. Um okay. Question number one, yes, for you, Zach. Okay, on this segment of trivia in okay. the podcast that we do about community, do you Episode need to tell yourself this because you got of short term memory
1: issues? And you need to do you need me to send you a, a Adam Sandler on a boat VHS tape to wake up to every morning? <laughs> that would Bye. be my dream. Uh, hello, Steven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm your
1: husband. <laughs>
0: uh what does the security card badge say how's my smile yeah i thought that was funny i like that. that was that funny was
1: cute the way the way ken r- delivered reading it and, mm-hmm. and reading it for the first time was funny
0: chang was great in this episode oh i agree he really nailed it um okay what country do each of the study group represent
1: ooh, ooh. abed is switzerland mm-hmm. pierce is somalia Mm-hmm. Jeff is Uruguay, Uruguay, Uruguay. They say it yes. all kinds of ways. Annie is America, USA, USA. Troy USA. is
0: Georgia. That was so funny.
1: Uh, uh who am I missing? Shirley mm-hmm. and Brit Brita wasn't one. Brita wasn't one. So just Shirley. I'm not a China. Shirley, China. China. Yes. Did I get them nicely
0: all? done? That was nice. all of them.
1: Okay, one for you. What did Annie do in high school while on
0: an Adderall bender? Oh, did she try and straighten all the lines on the football field? During,
1: during the game.
0: game? Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Um, what does this is a dickhole question. I apologize. I've got um, one
1: coming up. It's okay.
0: What does the piece of paper behind Sergeant Nunez say when Ooh, he's talking to Chang and Brad? I, There's I'm like not even paper gonna, on the wall? I believe you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like underneath, there's like a corkboard with like six yeah. badges or something on it. It says, Riot Gear is not a toy.
1: Ah, uh, I definitely didn't say that. I definitely didn't see that. I definitely didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Uh, another question for you. If
0: embarrassment were powerful zinc deposits, what would Annie be? I, I had a similar like in line with this question, but it is Zambia. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds- Zambia sounds like a... A like a drug
1: it sounds like a pharmaceutical doesn't it zambia, like zambia. ask right. your doctor <laughs> if you're if zambia is right for you
0: astrazeneca may be able to help <laughs> all right it was zambia you got it um which country takes in the ethiopian refugees oh somalia mm-hmm. no yeah. yes yeah right yeah no
1: yes yes correct don't play with my heart. Here's my asshole question. Can you name anything from Britta's arrest report? It's a full piece of notebook paper that Chang's holding up. like in I read the, the top camera. and it
0: says Chang's like arrest thing. Mm-hmm. I cannot name anything on it. I thought it was funny that he had a little piece of paper that he wrote all that out on.
1: Well, it had Where's his name, highlights? it had British address. The list of crimes include making a mess of school property, causing a <laughs> disturbance at a school function, using a deadly weapon, destroying school property, nice. protesting on school property, resisting arrest, using profanity to an officer, and assaulting an officer.
0: That's fantastic.
1: But that was kind of an asshole question. I didn't get no, yours. No, that was good, though. Do you good. have one more for no, me? No,
0: that's all, because my last one was what oh, country... Oh, because one of yours, so I'll give you
1: one me. last one. How does Earth One contact Earth Two specifically? What
0: resources do they use? They use all the world's resources. And money? <laughs> no, and no, no, wait, 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 stop, stop. I know it. I didn't it's say anything. The, okay. The in Switzerland, the the uh Hydron, the whatever the Collider. The, the, the Hadron collider, or yeah.
1: Hydron Collider. I think Hydron Yeah, something collider. like that. Yeah, I'll give you that. That was Thank pretty you. good. You Ooh. it took you just to the last second, but you it got did. it. Let's see how nice. this carries we did over. Pretty well. Yeah, we we've been doing well on each other's questions lately, mm-hmm. but I don't know how we've been doing better on,
0: on people's trivia, but yeah. But I'm always nervous when you when the questions get pulled up. It's true. Okay. Um so we have three emails this week, Zach. Uh one of them is actually in response to last week. So I'm gonna go ahead and read that one first. Oh, okay. This one is from Matt.Vary. A different um, Matt. I know. Are you sure? What if it's him again? That'd be great, Dad. Um, okay. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. I just got all caught up last week. Nice. I just listened to your Biology 101 episode last night and remember feeling the same way about Jeff's hallucination scene as I did when the episode first aired. Well, thanks for watching and welcome, welcome to, the, to the family. He didn't watch it. He listened to it. You don't know, maybe he's a YouTube
1: subscriber. I'm really sorry, Matt. Thanks for catching up. I'm sure you know just as well as I do by now that Stephen does not understand the the mechanics of a podcast Uh just because he we record can it every each week. other. Yeah. yes, we we sure do, buddy. We sure do record <laughs> it every
0: week, sweetie. but <laughs> what channels is this gonna come on? <laughs> um years later, <laughs> <laughs> I watched Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey and everything okay. became clear. If you haven't seen the movie, it's mostly centered around the theme of evolution, like the Deal 7 becoming a morally highly evolved group of friends. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like space... Uh, (laughs) the movie also features a similar hallucination scene revolving around age and the worship of an object in this case an alien pillar instead of a library study table that's why the table was probably standing up like that i see the movie is obviously a hallmark of american film but it gets pretty weird and that weirdness definitely comes through when jeff's when jeff odds on chimpanzee steven it's not
1: It's when Jeff ODs on Chimpanzee. When Jeff
0: odds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why Steven didn't get a career as a professional reader.
0: I did not uh I did not make it past the second interview. Okay, he was um, complimenting us. Go back work. to that. Talk to you later, Christian Slater, Aww. Matt. Thanks, Sent Matt. via the Samsung Galaxy S7 and <laughs> ATT 4G LTE smartphone. Good to know. Why does Gmail tell you that much about where somebody's sending something from? Sent from IP address. <laughs> Sent from Samsung Smart Refrigerator at <laughs> Thanks for the email, Matt.
1: Thanks for catching up. We're glad yeah. you're here with us. Right right into us. We're lonely boys.
0: Yeah. If you want to get into the action like Matt, send us an email. <laughs> you heard it in the intro. OK, now to a couple more emails. This one is from the study room seven. I know who that is. That's our daddy. Daddy. Um, Hi, guys. Ram, ram us hard, daddy. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to like that one. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for having me on last week. You're As welcome. you pointed out, I did not realize that it would be on Father's Day that you would release it, but whatever. I did enjoy <laughs> talking to you. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's progress. That's better than any response I've gotten from a dad before. Whatever. Yeah. I did enjoy. Okay. My MVP <laughs> of this episode is Garrett. His crisis alert was just perfect. Solid. Sure. I think this is a criminally underrated episode, most because people don't like the couch scene, sure. but it serves as its but it serves its purpose of establishing the relationship and the tension in it for anyone who just mildly appreciates this episode. I do recommend our rewatch and Q and a with Andrew Borbro. Let's roll that again. (laughs) Let's roll that again. I think you said, (laughs) Andrew, For anyone who just mildly appreciates this episode, I do recommend our rewatch and Q&A with Andy Bowbrow on YouTube. (laughs) Nailed it. It, Second time's always the charm. It was great to get some of the backstory of how this episode was created. We go all the way to season three before Britta and Chang have a real story together. And this is it. Shameless plug from our papa. But yeah, do go check out that.
1: And they talking about Chang and Britta, there's always been this kind of undercurrent of Chang and Chang really hates Britta. Mm-hmm. When they were in the Spanish classroom, he would always pick on Britta. And and this felt like not only a first storyline for them, but kind of a, a a building up off of what they had set up with the characters before.
0: hmm. I liked it. I, I really did enjoy that storyline quite a bit. A lot. Quite um, a bit. Trivia. When Annie's at the bulletin board, there's a small sign that references a series Martin Starr worked on. What is it? No clue.
1: I mean, it would be Freaks and Geeks or uh, Silicon Valley. Those are the two or Party Down. Silicon Valley. I I think it was a
0: reference to Party Down. Okay, Uh, uh, I'll I'll agree with you. Party Down. Did you watch Uh, Freaks and Geeks? I love Freaks and Geeks. So you probably didn't recognize who it was, did you? I did this time. Yeah.
1: Do you know like who guest starred in the episode, like who they were on freaks and geeks? Wait, there are more guest stars than just him. I just didn't know if you recognized what character from freaks and geeks. That's was. bill. Yeah. yeah. Because he Silicon looks on Valley. Because he looks so good compared to uh, really uh, how obviously they, they nerded him up for, for freaks and geeks, but he he's a really good looking guy with his, with his yeah, hair and beard is. the way it
0: is. Do you like yeah. Silicon Valley? I haven't watched it, but I like. I like most the first of the people season. who are in it. Yeah, I only watched the first season, maybe a little bit of the second one, but it's good. It's like it went on for a while. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure it's Mike Judge.
1: The, is it the, the and Butthead, and Butthead guy? guy. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah. Um, why does Pierce love Somalia? There's the, uh, the as coastline. many
1: guns and women as you can buy. Something yeah. along
0: that line. It was guns and women you can buy, and then he like said something about like the coast. Was oh, there anything yeah. else?
1: I think it was specifically that uh, yeah. what made it a paradise was that you could buy wives and mm-hmm. guns. Uh,
0: according to the show, who was the person that first developed the concept of a model UN? I almost made this a question, but I don't remember. I don't his remember name. the It was name. like George Elk, Elken Elkenberg sure. Elkenberger. Good try. We'll George, see. George George Elkenberger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really like the George George Elkenberger George george
0: <laughs> have a great one guys communities matt there are answers okay. if you're gonna be
1: wrong be confident
0: it was party down nice nice um somalia has 1900 miles of coastline yeah a government that knows its place i missed yeah. that one and all the guns and wives you can afford to buy
1: any country does if you want it bad enough
0: true it was clark m eichelberger you
1: were close with the i was really name. close. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say you were really close. You were, <laughs> <George>! really, <laughs> you were really close to the last name.
0: Yeah. That's actual Thanks, person who prompted the League of Nations and the United Nations and yeah, helped create the model UN. Cool. You remember when Alex Trebek Rest in peace. Uh, used to like when somebody would answer something like wrong, especially towards like the later seasons, he would be like, Actually, like, he would like really yeah. like, act like they were dumb as shit. That was communities right there saying, actual person who prompted the League of Nations and the United Nations, and yeah, helped create the Madeline UN too. Like, He's technically, either. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Ugh. Who is he? Well, me talking Mal about was a,
1: was a history teacher, right?
0: Yeah. So it makes sense that he would, he would. Our papa
1: sure is. Ear. A prestigious professor
0: of the past, and you should really see him in a schoolgirl costume, <laughs> but in a hot way. Um, Ugh. oh wow, pay per view Okay, uh, here we go. Okay, let's do it. Sup, boys? It's your pal, Depression Epsilon. Nice name. What <laughs> Is, are you sure that's what it says? <laughs> Sup boys, it's your pal, comma Depression Epsilon. Okay, cool. Okay. Yep. Uh, the actor playing Professor Kligoris shares a last name with two celebrities. Who are they? Star Ringo Star. Mm-hmm.
1: Who else has and... last name Star? You are Star. A... Is that a porn star? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'm sure that's what with what reviews was pointing
0: out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mark Ringo Star and Rachel Star. There we go. When I was like, this oh, doesn't no. have to be in there. When I was like in 10th, 11th grade. Yeah. She was my fave. She was your fave? Mm-hmm. Was she a great, uh, a good actress? Yeah. <laughs> Better than some. Um, what classroom <sighs> is the model you in in? Poly sci. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not in a classroom when they're actually having the debate. Or like this the, the, the thing, yeah. Do they mean but, like the class? Yeah, poli-sci.
0: Yeah, is that like the same room as like the Spanish class or something?
1: I don't know. Mm. But poli-sci um, was the class that Professor Kligoris was teaching.
0: How much money do you think community spent on getting Jerry Trainer? Lil, listen, that is not Jerry f- Trainer. They, oh, they know a joke. Okay, yeah. that's funny. What was Britta's reason slash What did she do for getting locked up? Oh, you read those earlier, but protesting putting paint on I like, wonder L- if
1: Lil wrote down that question because I paused it long enough to write all the stuff down. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, making a mess, uh, causing a disturbance at a school function, deadly weapon. We went through the list. Mm-hmm. Got that shit
0: on lock. Uruguay, more like, were you gay, period, inclusivity, smiley face. Okay. Why are men... Weird, especially when it comes to younger girls. Explain yourselves. Not not us. Um No, I my, think that was directed towards us. Uh my girlfriend's almost 30. I haven't heard that song. Who's that by? Is that a that's a, uh <laughs> that, that I that you I have to put that out in uh, his uh, 90s. Well, he was gross. Uh, um I have many thoughts. Also, writer's room. Oh, I'm sorry. Angry face. Also writer's room. Angry face. I have many thoughts regarding Annie's character, and I think she was slash has been groomed, which has led, her, led to her continuing to act like a child while she is an adult. Excuse me. While the gang shrugs it off and tends to her like she's the kid of the group. Youngest, but they're adults. It, it be adding on to her trauma response. Don't have any psychology degree, but I am AFAB and have dealt with my share of creeps who have guided the way into how I perceive myself and how I react to others. Dab whip and (laughs) nay-nays. I didn't get more trivia because I was thinking about that. So sorry, y'all. No, I think that's important. And I think uh, so many
1: community fans are so pro-Jeff and Annie when Mm -hmm. there is really like, oh, but she's over 18. And uh,
0: it's
1: it's. Legally sound, I guess, but morally, uh, there's a lot there on both parts, mostly Jeff's and the show isn't really willing to dive into that. But Mm. they are willing to dive into, oh, what if Jeff and Annie were to hook up? Yeah. Um, Yeah. because They're they're... not the right people to say the right things about Mm -hmm. it. But I do think that's a perspective that is often brushed aside because of like the on cute look at them.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Allison Brie was not 18 when they were filming this, but and that's she starting was to show to in
1: these episodes. It's starting yeah. to show that it's hard to look at Annie as a what she'd be about 20 at this point, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to look at that. Look at her that way when Alison Bree's clearly got to be like 25. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's 21 because they went to a bar last episode. Well, was that it? Oh no, she, had a, of... IT. she well, had a fake yeah, ID. She had a fake ID. Yeah, she got a fake ID. Was so, there? Yeah, she's not twenty-one.
1: Was there more to the email? No. Okay. Are there more emails? No. Well, let's move on to the next thing because we've got stuff to unpack in this episode, and we're we do. we're yeah, these are things that the there's some interesting stuff that this episode does. Let's do the next thing. Let's do something. Let's lighten the mood a little bit.
0: Let's okay. Let's, let's lighten. Let's lighten each other's load. Light.
1: Yeah. Uh, We're going to move on to one of my favorite segments that we bring to you every week. We're going to find out if good old boy Steven here really paid that extra attention to this week's episode. What do you think? Did you? Um, I don't know how That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that doesn't bode well. Let's find out as a healing United Nation. Did Steven watch the episode
0: this week? Watch the episode this week.
1: you're gonna find out let's see i'm gonna get 20 seconds on the clock are you doing some exercises there was that does that help you know it
0: it buys time are you Um, ready i am as ready as i will be three two one go so there's Annie and there's Asian Annie and Polly Shout out Bill from Freezing Geeks. And then they're going to have a Model UN that Annie came up with. But also, Britta wants to break the rules because her friends in jail. And, and Chang's security guard, he wants to do more. So they have the Model UN, and it's going great for the gang. But then there's a fart, I think. And then Annie and Asian Annie go head-to-head. And then Annie freaks out like a little baby girl. And Jeff's kind of creepy to her. But then Chang arrests Britta. And then Stop. Britta breaks the law. The only thing that I wish you would have fit in there was you said Annie
1: uh uh you said that annie made up the model you you in but you didn't mention that they were like at each other because of who came up with it
0: not specifically no
1: but that's a small thing that's like my one nitpick that's a Mm. hmm do i want to be nice or do i want to be really nice
0: i feel like i got a lot of things that happened
1: yeah, but whenever you get cocky about it, it doesn't—it ha- doesn't make me want to. I know. I. I'll give I you I'll, to... well, enough. It's an A minus this week. I'll give you an A minus. you. Still I still feel I'm getting like Better at these. I do think you're getting better at them, and I say A minus, maybe B plus, just because I feel like there's still some untapped potential. I yeah. feel like one of these days there's going to be an episode that you're just really going to bring it together and, mm-hmm. and earn an A. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Let's move on to the next thing before we talk about what we really thought of the episode and dive into all the things that it presented this week. Let's talk about a favorite funny moment. Uh, mine this week, I thought Britta in the cage and mm-hmm. and not specifically that, but that was the culmination of how perfect I thought that whole storyline was and, and, and how hard Britta's trying, but how... <laughs> Far away she is from actually doing anything and yeah and seeing her like ah she hits the world with a hammer or whatever and squeezes red paint or ketchup onto <laughs> it it's it's it was just really funny it made me
0: laugh yeah I lot. thought that was hilarious um I I couldn't pick just one so I'm gonna go for two okay I'm gonna do uh <laughs> Troy either the Buchos Buchos golly that was freaking hilarious and then when he was like doing the southern georgia accent but was still knowledgeable at the country georgia that was so can we do accent sugar yeah i like that they didn't
1: just make it that he was so stupid that he thought it was the state of georgia
0: because that would have been easy yeah i mean i also thought it was kind of funny when sergeant nunez was not able to say the word arm you know the thing 90 degrees comes down to block the cars (laughs) yeah little thing not not a not a gate not a not a wall it comes down stops doesn't really stop them but
1: (laughs) how uh disconnected (laughs) it was from the scene that came before it and how long they focused on it that was pretty funny he's hilarious nice
0: what did he think of it this week i don't like that i don't like the sound of that side i really liked some things about the episode okay but here's the problem we just got done with season two and this would have been towards the bottom of season two, I think. There are some mm. high points, but I think it would have been in the lower half, hmm. at least, of the episodes. You know, which is not to say that, that it was a bad episode. I don't think there are very many bad episodes of Community, if any. Um, but I, I, it wasn't an A for me, that's for sure. I would give this episode of a solid B, maybe B plus area.
1: I think it's a little, I think I might be a little bit higher on it than what you were. There are a lot of things that I think this episode does really, really, really well. And -hmm. there's only a couple of things that I feel like they kind of fumbled on and it's easy to fixate on those things. But this one almost has enough going in the other direction that I can overlook some of the things Mm -hmm. not enough to where I'm not going to have some stuff to mention for sure yeah, but I think I don't know. it overall, i th- I really enjoyed this one. I mm-hmm. think I enjoyed it more than last week's season premiere. I thought it felt a lot less disjointed than that did. I thought the characters, for the most part felt and acted a lot more like themselves and yeah, and, and a lot more of their endearing qualities were more on display this episode, save for a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, i th- I think the episode did pretty well. I think it used the the entire cast
0: well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, okay, I think I, I figured out what it is about this. I really yeah. love the whole study group in this episode. Yeah. I think that they... They
1: work as a unit. Yeah, and I love thing. the
0: whole Model UN part. I like the Annie Kim storyline, and I love the Britta and Chang storyline. See, it does a lot right, but there's a but couple of things that it fumbles. And- the Jeff and Annie stuff for me is just not not... My cup of tea, I don't really love... Like, this is probably the ship that I'm, like, the lowest on in
1: the show. And that's not a popular opinion. Yeah. So I I try to... Because I'm right there with you. It's not my favorite thing at all. Mm -hmm. But I try to... I just know how important the Jeff Annie shippers are to the show from when it was on to now in the fandom. So I always try to... Watch the show when it when it presents them as an item. I try to watch it, giving them the benefit of the doubt, and mm-hmm. trying to see the love that people see. And I do see it sometimes, but it's not often when they really
0: like push it hard. Exactly. It, it, I like it best when it's natural and the things that like the stuff that would make somebody make a Sarah compilation. Not when communities like look at them not having sex but wanting to. Yeah.
1: I absolutely agree with that. Let's dig into this week's episode.
0: You know what, what made me sad about this week's episode, though? There's no Dean. That's true. And we, it's only episode
1: two of having Jim Rash be uh, a series regular for the yeah. show. So a series regular would get paid for episodes that they're not in, uh, nice. which That's is good for dream. him. But I did miss the Dean. That is one hmm. thing that was missing. Having the Dean in the, in the room during the UN off would have made a lot of sense. Oh, my gosh. It would have been so funny. Can you imagine the outfits? I really like the opening scene. I like how community is never the show to be like, okay, now they're in this history class together. Every episode's mm. gonna start with that. These students have other classes, and I like yeah. that we're meeting another teacher, and we're met right away by Martin Starr, who plays Professor or Kligoris or Cligoris. Both pronunciations <laughs> are acceptable. And he it's almost like when Tony Hale was the pottery teacher, he did yeah. get enough to really. To, to really live up to the potential that this mm-hmm. has here. And they didn't bring him back. So they didn't really have time to do it later. But there are
0: a couple of bits that he gets that I really enjoyed that made him pretty memorable. Mm-hmm. Still. What do you think? Yeah. I thought he was really funny. I think that, you know, it's really, I like him a lot as an actor and I think he immediately is super enjoyable. They gave him enough like weird stuff about him that like you remember. things. He's just like a the... slightly weird guy that works yeah. at this community college.
1: And I feel like Martin Starr really fits well into the world of this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just makes sense that he's there. Unlike, I don't know. Sometimes when they do stunt casting on this show, it feels a little weird to bring that person into community and what community is. I love professor Hickey, but it felt that way a little bit when they brought in Jonathan Banks. Totally. Uh, If, feels that way sometimes when they bring in names like i love the jack Mm -hmm. black episode but maybe that one a little bit feels that way he fits right in and i believe that he's been teaching here this entire time i like it i'm a sucker for the joke in the beginning that kind of sets up that he might be in a wheelchair and yeah a lot of things use this joke but when the guy stands up and you're like oh oh he was just i don't know i think that's Mm -hmm. a little funny
0: and it tells you about him too that he would like you know a little more about his character that that's his personality a little more sure uh so
1: uh, annie's the only study group member in this class i think and we are introduced early in this episode to annie kim who kind of becomes annie's rival throughout this episode and through a bit more of the series mm-hmm. and i really like it yeah I really like the I do introduction too. Of this character i like what it does for annie's character uh i feel like this episode set it up well to let this episode be an example of how Annie has grown up Mm -hmm. and how it, it it kind of feels like in a point at the episode, they could have gone one way or the other with Annie's character and go hard the direction that I wish they, they hadn't.
0: But yeah, exactly. Two thirds of this episode. I really like what they do with Annie. I do too. And I think that Annie, much like soon after the mixology episode, she's trying to grow up and she's trying to leave the side of her that was, you know, not, not as, you know, mature behind. And since it she's done a pretty hard. good job of it. Mm-hmm.
1: This feels like it goes on to be a huge backslide for the character. Yeah. Like really huge. I feel like they undo some uh important work that they had done on the character in this episode and I'm not exactly sure what the benefit of deciding to do that was. Totally. But I do really like the introduction of Annie Kim, uh another woman in in the school who Dresses a lot similarly to Annie, has a lot of the same go-gettiveness in class mm-hmm. that that Annie does. And it makes Annie feel really small and uncomfortable because Greendale might be small potatoes and Annie might not exactly be the smartest person in the world or, or yeah. like a, a shining student at some of the top universities if she had gone there. But at Greendale, she She's is incredible. She's a superstar and she feels that. And not often is there someone who threatens that. And now mm-hmm. we get Annie Kim uh, that I think is a is a great I, I I don't know the actress's name that plays Annie Kim, and I, I'm sorry for that. But I think she does a really good job. And even though she's kind of just Asian Annie stereotype, mm-hmm. the performance that she gives, I think, lifts it from being just that a little bit. Yeah, certainly. Annie is expecting to get called on by the professor in class, but it's the other Annie. And this is what brings Annie Kim to her attention and, yeah, it, it just drives Annie crazy. I feel like I knew people like this in high school. Oh, totally. had, like, academic rivals. And I, Annie's so cute when she uh, gets kind of embarrassed because she wasn't the one being called out on, and she kind of tries to smile and be nice and give a thumbs up to Annie Kim. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like the first bit of this episode, they do a really good job of keeping Annie's struggle subtle.
0: Yeah, it's like you can tell it that right it's way. like starting to get to her, but she isn't going to act out about it until she really kind of does.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, we get a scene that I really enjoyed of Britta and Shirley walking mm-hmm. to a class, I imagine, and talking about things. And we're kind of seeing both in the way that she's uh, presenting herself and, and the way that she's taking things more seriously that even though the show – likes to point and laugh at Britta a lot of the time. Britta's made some character progress as well, too. She's taking school a little bit more seriously. She is. And this episode, I guess it kind of mirrors the Annie storyline because Britta also is presented something where she could choose to go one of two directions (laughs) and she goes the other direction hard. But Mm -hmm. it's a really funny storyline and it has less... It has less uh, a real world depth to it, I guess, and it's it's really really funny. And I would even go as far as saying, right off the bat, that I think, I think this is my favorite thing they've ever done with Brita so far. Wow. I think it, I think this episode really shows that Britta can be just as funny as the guy characters in the main study group. And they don't often let the female characters on a sitcom do that. And maybe that's what they're trying to do with Annie later. We'll talk about that later. I don't know if that's what they were trying to do and if that worked Mm -hmm. as well, but Gillian Jacobs is so funny and she's so funny in this episode and it feels very Britta.
0: Yeah. I really like this one. You know, I love you know Britta, and I think this is a, a really good Britta episode, especially like paired with Chang here. But I think you know one thing that I like about it is it almost reminds me. Uh, we talk all the time about how it's always sunny, you know, especially later on in the show as it progress started to really let D be so funny and be just mm-hmm. as awful as the guys in the show. Um, and that's something that I think is really good and makes the show even funnier. Yeah, and I think this episode lets Britta do that a little bit. I mean, she puts herself in a cage and. You oh, know, man, in. I love fan. all of it so much, my- but it's so funny.
1: Yeah, it really, really does lift this episode, which overall did a good job entirely. Uh, uh, I, I really like a couple of the jokes in the scene with Britta and Shirley when Britta's mentioning all of the new like academic things she has and she can't come up with the word for highlighter. Yeah. And she's listing off her backpack and all the stuff she has. And Shirley says, Highlight. And, and Britis has probably the backpack. I like, guess yeah, if was Shirley really was asking her what the highlight of the stuff that she got was, I thought that was really funny. And she's randomly handed this is some weird exposition where they, they just mm-hmm. do this to get the story going, but she's handed this flyer by another student. There's some protest being arranged about people who are being held captive, uh, like uh, uh, political activists that are being held captive. Where do you remember where? In Syria. In Syria, Damascus.
0: And one of no, them, Damascus 3
1: one of them ends up being someone that Britta used to know and be kind of friends with and protest, uh, with and and she's like this is terrible when she finds out about it and Shirley yeah. kind of sympathizes with her but the reason it's terrible is because Britta is all of a sudden super embarrassed and feels wrong in the academic place she's put herself because she feels like she should be getting down and dirty and getting arrested in Syria and held captive she's she's jealous of her friend that's going through this terrible terrible thing i'm sure
0: yeah this is kind of taking us back to the Britta that we first met at the very beginning where she She wants to be seen as somebody who is standing up for everything that's that's right, and you know the the voice for the impoverished and things like that. And she would love. She just really isn't. No, she's not any of those things.
1: (laughs) And I think that they when they the Brita who's like that now is better than the Brita who was like that in the first season. Oh yeah, because she's so much funnier. She's so funny. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the other half of kind of Brita's storyline and we see Chang settling into his role as a security guard. And he's upset that he can't like roughhouse people or that he can't use excessive force because he's just a security guard. And uh, uh, Sergeant Nunez is back. I love Mel Rodriguez. He gets some really funny moments in this one, too. Uh, he kind of tells Chang after pointing out the that his badge doesn't say to serve and protect. It says, <laughs> how's my smile? He points out to Chang that they don't really get to do anything. They're just supposed to point out that there's a trash can in the
0: walkway <laughs> and to watch out, to not trip. That's hilarious. I it's uh i like when he you know says like chang's like oh what do i do if i see like a real crime he's like do what a security card does and call a cop because they have no real authority yeah they're just people with an outfit you know but very funny because chang really thought that he was gonna you know be be this awesome kick-ass badass like officer of the law protecting people and bringing the hammer down yeah
1: yeah, and he's even brought his own handcuffs to get confiscated from him. And the joke that sends us into the theme song is him screaming, I swear they're just for sex. <laughs> good stuff. Good intro to the episode. It's off to a yeah. good start. You know what this episode, as we get closer to the model you inside of things, you know what it feels like kind of a spiritual sequel to from other community episodes? It, it reminds me of Debate 109 a little bit. Super duper, yeah. I think it's in that same vein. It's a little more off the wall because communities become a little more off the wall since then. But it, it hinges on Jeff and Annie, uh,
0: and it's now, kind
1: of a play pretend. Let me ask school kind you this.
0: Thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm diving in way too deep, and I'm sure they didn't think this far. I'll Maybe they did. The episode starts with. Martin Starr in a wheelchair, much like Annie's now, rival I, I don't in know. Debate well, 101. I don't know. I think that has more to do with, in the very beginning, he's talking about uh, uh, polio. Some guy's polio. Yeah, I don't you know, know. Maybe. you don't. They're smart. But maybe there's things. other
1: parallels here because uh, Debate 109 was Jeff versus Jeremy Simmons with Jeff and mm-hmm. Annie. And this one is Annie versus Annie Kim with Jeff and Annie. Yeah. There are some parallels to this episode in Debate 109. And I like Debate 109 a lot, too. I don't mm-hmm. know if I like this one quite as much as I like Debate 109. Yeah. But it helps it that it kind of gives me those vibes. hmm I like how at first Annie really is trying hard to... I don't know exactly what she's trying to do. She's trying to do the right thing with the Annie Kim situation. She even yeah. like, brings her to introduce her to the study group uh, as if she's trying to be friendly with Annie Kim. Do you think that that's what's going on here? Or do you think there's ulterior motives? I think she is trying to be friendly to her. I think so, too. They, But they can't help but argue with each other even then. They're arguing over how they had the same exact GPA, but one accounts a little bit more than the other. Mm-hmm. Did
0: you know people like that? Were you like that with your academics? I certainly was not like that with my academics, but I knew people that were like that. They're like, I have a 4.1793. And they're like, well, <laughs> I have a 4.1794. And I'm like, I take three band classes, G.
1: <laughs> I was the same with choir. I was in two yeah. choirs and I was an office assistant for a third choir period. Yeah. And there were seven periods. <laughs> And probably at least one of them was like an elective class too. Mm-hmm. senior year. It was fun.
0: Uh, yeah. I, it's probably the year of high school. I enjoyed the most because I, I did the least amount of things that were school related.
1: This scene is important because Annie first brings up the model you in here kind of as like a passing idea that she's had. And Annie Kim kind of shoots it down. But this becomes a a little bit of a a telling scene showing that Annie Kim kind of is a villain a little bit because she Mm -hmm. takes this information and runs with it and steals the idea from our Annie. How dare she? So the study group kind of banters over Annie Kim for a little bit. And I wanted to bring up Pierce for a second. He doesn't get a lot to do in this episode. He gets a few funny things with Somalia later. But mostly they just bring him in every couple minutes to say something racist like first mm-hmm. he gets uh, an obama's america joke a little bit later he gets uh, like oh i meant women not asians and then later i meant asians not women yeah did you laugh at pierce's stuff this week or did you roll your eyes um
0: i laughed at the obama's america and i think i can see the the joke behind the first one especially the women not asians women that one was just a funnier setup, I guess, but yeah, you know, I feel, the... I feel like I laughed at them all the first time. Yeah. But
1: by the second and third time I was kind of, okay, Pierce. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I like Pierce's episode. Though. I think he's really funny with the Somalia stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, Annie, I like how she's really trying to be an adult in the bigger person. And she says like, what? I don't feel threatened by her. I think she's cute. She's like a younger me. It's mm-hmm. very adult of Annie to feel that way. And I wish the episode would have made that the point. Yeah. If they, I think what Lil brings up is important. If they were going to, I don't know, how How could they not think that if we want to put Annie and Jeff as a potential love interest, the part of Annie's storyline needs to be that she finds herself by herself and becomes mm-hmm. more of an adult to the point where maybe season four five, four, whatever. She's more ready for an adult relationship with this yeah. person that she's been getting close to over a period of time. Uh, they could do that. W- and and why instead do they kind of try to do both? They try to make Annie a little kid. They try to make Jeff this older man. And I don't know. It's it's it just feels like they wanted to hint at it, but they weren't willing to have a good conversation about it.
0: It's weird. And we'll talk about this later. But uh, Jeff, there's one thing that Jeff does that I really take issue with in this episode There's a couple things. Yeah, it starts soon. I don't know. I just think that they went the wrong direction with this. Yeah. Shirley even does a nice thing here, too. She says, Annie, be careful.
1: I don't want this to, like, suck you into anything. Mm -hmm. She's like, because Troy's pointing out uh, Annie's faults. Troy points out the, like, Adderall thing from high school. Yeah. And it seems like they're all kind of... uh, like enabling her before she enables herself at all, Mm -hmm. except for Shirley, who kind of sees how this could be an unhealthy pattern. Yeah. And Jeff here is like trying to do the right thing. He's trying to say something to kind of like help Annie feel better about herself. Yeah. I don't know if I have a problem with this here. Uh, Just saying like Annie, come on, don't sweat it. She's like Annie light is what he says Mm -hmm. and and can't hold a candle to the real Annie uh, and everything. And and it's the but he ends it with the first time in this episode that he calls
0: Annie kiddo. I I didn't like any of that. No, I really dislike that. That's my least favorite thing that Jeff does this entire episode is call her kiddo and then explain later on why he's calling her kiddo. Gross.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And he never did it before. And I don't think he really does it after. And that's for the best that the show drops Mm -hmm. it and forgets it. But they definitely focus on it a lot this episode. Yep. And I can't help but read into it that there's been stuff about Dan Harmon being weird with women. Mm -hmm. Uh, He tweets a lot of his life and his relationships have been struggles and he, he is very out in the open with what, what goes on in his relationships. And, uh, uh, and there were stories of him being inappropriate with writers on the show and, it just feels like there's some of that mentality behind the creative of this storyline yeah. it, that it's almost like uh, it's, it's like wish fulfillment.
0: Yeah, is not I think a lot of that, you know, because it's no secret that he kind of draw, ra- draws Jeff as himself. It's an animated show now. Um, in yeah, some and ways. he draws it all himself. <laughs> yeah, this is Rick and Morty, right? Yes. Nice. Season premiere of Rick and Morty was recent. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? It's on YouTube right now. I might like the whole first episode. The
1: most I've enjoyed an episode of Rick and Morty in a while. It was pretty good. Wow. I recommend it. I think I liked it better than the entirety of season four. Okay, because I did not love season four. I didn't either. I laughed at it. I still and I think that might have helped my opinion of the new episode because I wasn't like pumped for it really anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it's a show in its fifth season. I don't expect a lot out of it, but it made me laugh a lot and it was pretty creative. I think you should check it out. Okay, cool.
0: Didn't it get like seventy episodes ordered or something like that? Yeah, a year? couple
1: years back, it got like a huge renewal. That's crazy. Yeah, hundred seasons Rick and Morty. RickandMorty.com.
0: RickandMortyForever.com. Rick and Morty, hundred years.
1: I'm glad that before it steers too weird of a territory at this point in the episode that quickly Britta makes it all about herself. And I really like this part of the scene. Pretty much anything Britta does in this episode lightens up whatever is going on. Uh, And she just talks about all of this conspiratory, like, political awareness stuff. And nobody wants anything to do with it. Everyone is just (laughs) already ready to push Britta off, push her
0: aside. Troy says that she woke up on the regular side of the bed. Troy's digs in the Brit of the last couple episodes have been so funny. I know that eventually, you know, it, it keeps going, but I, I, I really find them funny at this point. I haven't grown tired of them yet. Britta is still upset about her friend who got
1: arrested, said that she was tear gassed and beaten, but not in a way that she's feeling remorse for her friend. She's mad that it's been too long since she's been tear gassed. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Do you think Britta would have gotten involved in the the Black Lives Matter protests and marches and the, oh, the tear gas at all? I do. do you think she would have or do you think she would have been like several streets over taking Instagram photos and then like watching CNN in her apartment?
0: I think she would have made a lot of posts about it and then would have been called out for not actually doing anything and then gone out there once and acted out and like tried to punch a cop or something. Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Britta, her friends, try, Shirley is trying to help everyone and says, well, Britta, you're on a new path. And that's a good thing. And Britta just spirals out of that, talking about how she doesn't want any of the path that she's been set on. And and she needs to oh, rage no. against the machine. Britta's N-word bit was too far here. That was one thing that I yeah. didn't like. I don't know. It it wasn't funny enough to justify the like shock, no. val- shock value of what they were doing. And that seems really out of touch for even Britta to to think that she could say something like that
0: uh thumbs down
1: they could have done better they could have done better with that but i I, it doesn't take away how much i like the situation of britta and how gillian jacobs plays it all her energy is perfect in this Mm -hmm. i'm raging against the machine the way everyone like shakes their head at her when she says the the (sighs) n-word joke and especially abed who just he's following her arm movements it's great And then she storms out of the room. Britta's concerned. And my favorite thing Jeff does probably this whole episode is the way that he so, so quietly downplays the Britta thing and says, don't worry, she'll be bad at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was really funny.
1: And now we get the beginning of just a match made in community heaven. Britta versus security guard Chang. Britta, who's looking for something to revolt against, and and Chang, who's looking for an authority to be thrust upon him. And it's perfect the way that they meet up like this, the way that it scratches that itch for both of them, and how absolutely harmless they both
0: are in the process. (laughs) I don't, neither of them have any power to really do anything harmful, but they sure do exhaust every bit of their, like, being to try.
1: Yeah. Britta walks past the trash can that Chang has been been deduced to to protecting and protecting the students and Britta does not take well to being asked what to do or being told what to do and then the the thing that makes this bit transcend and be even funnier is that whenever the two of them meet it slows down there's almost a a sexual energy between (laughs) the glances and, and what's going on and it's always accompanied by Lionel Richie's hello it's a very noteworthy thing because community doesn't often spring and pay the money that it costs to have a song like this in, in an episode. Yeah. So they must have just thought it has to be that song this It has for this to be bit.
0: Lionel Richie's Hello. What do you think? It's so funny. I think it works really, really well. Every time the song starts playing and you laugh, the looks between them are so intense, but also they're doing nothing. So... <laughs>
1: Britta tries to kick over the trash can and can't quite do it. That's something that really happened. Uh, they just kept the shot. That's uh, so Gillian funny. actually couldn't kick it over. But it makes it even funnier that, that <laughs> Britta, after just barely kicking <laughs> it, has this look of like, oh, yeah, look what I just did. I'm so bad. I showed you, man. And Chang is just so pissed, and their interaction is so funny. Britta eating the piece of paper defiantly, but she can't even do that. She starts <laughs> to gag on it and spits it out in the trash can. And Chang just staring at her. Man, it's, it's a match made in comedy heaven for this episode. I love it so, so funny. much. It's my favorite bit in this episode and maybe my favorite bit in uh, quite a few
0: episodes. It's it's really good. I think that they just play off each other exceptionally well, and you can tell they both are like excited about this new rivalry that's 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 blossomed. They're getting what so they want. The party out of down it. thing.
1: Yeah, party down. Party is behind a sign that Annie finds that's that's advertising a model United Nations at Greendale. It was her idea, but the contact info is Annie Kim. She's taken this idea and stolen it from Annie, and that is what makes this personal so it it Mm -hmm. makes Annie dive farther into the competition aspect of this it's harder to just look at annie kim as a harmless other person uh uh, this is what kind of breaks annie a little bit and what what starts her spiral it's not Mm -hmm. yet where i'm still down for what they're doing at this point i'm okay with annie being tested and being upset and maybe acting out uh so far so good no complaints so far yeah Annie meets the study group at the cafeteria table. Jeff immediately calls her kiddo again the second Mm. time in a couple minutes when they had never done it before, just to be able to put a button on all of it at the end of the episode that the episode didn't need to be good. No, it would be better without it. They could have had a moment where they like, Grab hands in their success over the the UN group in the end of the episode. And that would have been the bone that everybody that ships them would have needed.
0: I would have even taken this episode with Annie still having her like freak out. I didn't love that at all. wasn't a big fan, but I would take that. It would still work. You don't need the weird Jeff stuff in there. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like this moment a lot. Annie is starting
1: to, uh, she's starting to spiral, and she comes to the study group, explains what happened that the the, the idea was taken from her, and Allison Brie really nails the funny bit that they give her where she uses the straw and she's anxiously playing with it, <laughs> and it makes a loud squeaky noise that we've definitely all heard, and the way yeah. Choi is able to take the cup, take the lid off while Annie's holding the straw the whole time take the lid off and give it back to Annie. So she stops making the annoying sound, but the whole time she doesn't stop the motion. <laughs> I think that's really, really funny. I like yeah. that bit a lot. She's so transfixed on the situation that she's in that she's just doing the anxious tick movement and, and, and ranting the whole time. I thought they played
0: that off really well. <laughs> Jeff like is immediately fired up, you know, cause he's got to defend his, his lady or whatever. His kiddo. His, yeah. His, his little kid. What if I start uh, calling you kiddo? Do you think that'd work? I don't think so. Not the way we want it to. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> I'm going to find that brat's off switch. Jeff is like determined now. He, he's made an enemy um, yeah. of Annie Kim as well, you know, because he's like, well, I have to help my, 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 yeah. Pal Annie out. But
1: it's this whole I've got to fix this for her situation, you mm-hmm. know, uh, not, not continuing to encourage Annie to take it easy or to yeah. handle the situation herself. Now he's going to be Mr. Big Rescue Man. Mr. Mr. Big Man, Mr. Sir, and yeah, Annie here. This is it's starting to get problematic. But the first times that I had watched the episode, not thinking of that, mm-hmm. it hadn't quite said in yet. The way that Annie's like to everyone else uh, speaks away what Jeff is doing. Oh, he's just protecting me. I'll go stop him. Yeah, it's definitely Annie uh, playing into the way that she's perceived a little bit as she is spiraling down the situation. Uh, then we get a funny moment again with Professor Clagoras. He's talking to his class about the new model UN, how excited he is about it. They're they're having an, a, a meeting about it. And he has this funny bit about how model UN has always been really important to him. <laughs> In college, they called him model UN guy. But then he says, don't Google that. Like, don't look that up. What do you think mm-hmm. the story is there? That they didn't actually call him model UN guy, I think. That if they look him up, they'll call him something maybe more related to his last name. Oh, maybe Jeff comes into the room and politely uses two pronunciations of his, of his name, professor Cligoris, professor Cligoris because he's like trying to not make it sound the way that it yeah. can only sound. And he's just not phased by it at all. The professor says either pronunciation is fine. <laughs> and Jeff has a really dramatic showing while Annie just kind of has the doe eyes and, and smiles about it behind him where he, basically comes in to throw a fit to tell everyone that this was Annie's idea and it's childish of Annie Kim to take the idea and not give Annie credit. And, and Annie feels real. I don't know. It, it, this is this scene. This is weird. It's
0: weird. What do you think? What's your analysis? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I think Jeff is coming into a classroom that he's not in. And it feels literally like if somebody's mom came to school, like who was picking on my baby? It was it you over but it's there. this girl that he has sexual tension with. That's yeah, like 10 and they're all adults. years younger than him or
1: whatever. Yeah, this is weird. Over ten years younger than her, it is mm-hmm. weird. Ah, uh, but I really like the model you in of it all. So I like I that that's getting kicked off here. Uh, that they they set up this idea that. Okay, then since they can't prove who came up with the idea, they're going to start two Model UNs. The two Model UNs are going to face off, and that will decide like who did it best or whatever. Uh, what I really love in this scene is the professor's passion for the Model UN. It's great. And how excited he gets when he comes up with the idea of the two facing off against each other, and <laughs> how delighted he is when he says, but that would mean I'd have to stay up all night coming up with the rules. <laughs> he has this big smile that, that shows on his face. So excited. He's so delighted that he gets to go home and like pour a glass of wine and come up with rules for a model in debate all night. I think that's pretty <laughs> funny. And I don't hate still the, the showdown between Annie Kim and Annie. I don't like that. They wrote Jeff into this. This is really awkward. Uh, Annie Kim gets a good cut at Jeff and Annie when she's like, I don't get it. Are you guys like, uh, is he your father or is he your lover? Is that what she says? Yeah. That's a good cut that kind of pulls out like, hey, you guys, what you're doing, it's like it's weird. weird. don't do that. And then what Jeff and Annie do in response is they leave it's the room so awkward. is even weirder. Jeff yeah, gives her a I nookie would've...
0: and takes her out of the room in a headlock. In an alternate timeline, Annie would have come in there by herself and stood up and been like, hey, you stole my idea, which is a more mature thing for her to do. But no. Big Daddy I, Jeffrey's gotta come help.
1: I think more what's going on here is that none of this none of this character development that comes off as problematic and comes off as filling in weird things about the characters that makes you look at them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much more what the perspective of the writer's room is like. Yeah. It's episodes like this that really tell the demographic of the people writing this show.
0: There totally. were women
1: in, in the in the writer's room, but it was a very male heavy writer's room. And I think it shows in this episode. Thankfully, this episode finds ways for its female character, Britta, to really shine and to really do the type of thing that these characters, I think, should be doing on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's I'm funny. It's out there, yeah. but it's not gross.
1: Yeah, now we're at the Model UN. I love the set that they build up for it. I love the world peace clock that's behind them as they are are fighting against the other UN, seeing who gets
0: to total world peace first. Parliamentary uh, procedures is the bottom one. I was trying to, like, one of my questions to be what are the categories on the side? But in all the scenes when I thought of that afterwards, the yeah. first part of parliamentary was covered. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: uh Brit. sorry annie is taking this really really seriously and she tries to like act like she's taking it loosey-goosey but then she's like i don't know she's like let's all have fun but yeah winning is Uh, the most fun and yeah she's she's very high strung at this point and i can see that the writers are trying to uh naturally build up to the extreme that we're gonna get in about 10 minutes
0: yeah You know what I love, Zach? Yeah. That everyone read their info packet. Yeah, even Pierce.
1: They all decided that this sounded fun and they'll take it seriously. Uh, They've all learned about their countries and they've all done it like from their character's perspective. So maybe they didn't do the best job that they could have in some cases, but they have all done research, especially Pierce, who learned so much stuff about Somalia. Exactly. And last week, you pointed out that you thought Chevy was looking better, and I thought I didn't agree. I think Mm -hmm. he looks pretty good throughout this episode. Yeah, he does. I have started to notice in this season, though, Donald Glover is starting
0: to look less like Troy. Mm. Does that make any sense? Do you see that at all? I mean, I think he looks a little older. He looked very young when the show started.
1: Or I almost feel a little bit like in his performance, he's having to put on being silly a little bit more than he did in the first two seasons.
0: That might be true. Almost like he's riffing less and he's just doing the lines. Well, also this season, the characters all have on like more makeup. The cameras are better. It's brighter. Lighting is different. Yeah. The the colors are brighter.
1: Yeah. Everyone's introducing their country. Obviously we've, we've pointed out that Troy's accent is really funny. Uh, that they make you think that he thought the country of Georgia was the state of Georgia, but he knew exactly mm-hmm. what he was talking about. He just wanted to do the Southern accent. Exactly. Mind your P's and Q's. I like that one. <laughs> so they kick off the match and it, I love that they decided to incorporate Garrett in the way that they did in this. Week's oh yeah. Episode.
0: The way they, that was community's MVP, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that because almost Every time, if you're meant to think about this episode, you think, "Oh, the crisis alert!" Crisis episode. alert!
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that, you know, this this match is built up how there's going to be different crises throughout the or crises throughout the the match, and they have to react to them accordingly and come up with a solution. But to keep the stakes high, it's, <laughs> it's Garrett who is absolutely intense as possible, as if oh, all yeah. of these crises or actu- crises whatever are actually happening and that he announces each of them with crisis alert is really really funny and eric charles nielsen's uh energy
0: throughout it is just perfect everything and more that you would want out of it i i really think that if you know garrett or someone like garrett were hosting every model you win, there'd be one in every school in the nation <laughs>
1: that's funny Abed's bit throughout the model UN is really funny that he can't help but think if there's two model UNs, does that mean there's two worlds? And he asks the professor who like throws him the smallest bone. He's like, yeah, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> and the rest of the episode, Abed is just thinking about that, how there's two earths. Yeah. And the way that that actually, actually the way that that ties into the episode in the end, I enjoy quite it's a bit. It's really
0: great. I thought that was good. We get our first crisis alert. <laughs>
1: Civil War in Ethiopia and the study group team from the beginning works together really, really well. Yeah, They're all just kind of uh, predetermined to agree with Annie for the most part, but they've all learned enough about their countries to say yes, and my country has this that we can contribute.
0: Well, and the other team has Vicky, so they really don't stand a chance, do they? Yeah, that's what I thought was a little bit weird was during this talk where we see little
1: shots of the other group uh, deciding their efforts as well then when they get points, you almost think that they didn't get a point, but then they say, no, the other team came up with the solution to they're evenly tied.
0: Yeah. It but feels then, like, like they're struggling and the study on, group
1: is just nailing it. At first. Later on,
0: the study group is ahead. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really know how model UNs work. I don't know how well they know how model UNs work because they just say we found a resolution. They're like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. I don't think it's exactly important.
1: Mm-hmm. how a model UN or the UN actually works to enjoy this episode. So far, it seems like this UN works a lot better than the actual one. That's true. It's, it's unanimous. They all come up with a decision. Everyone gets a point and that kind of makes both Annie's realize that this is going to be tougher than they thought it was because yeah. they're both really good at this. <laughs> Meanwhile, we get the scene that I love so much. Britta is in a cage Outside of the model UN, using as a using it as a way to protest the actual UN and the way that she's like, which putting, why would you protest? I know the way that she's like putting it's because of Chang because she's yeah. trying to get a reaction. But the way she's like moving her hands along the cage and and yelling at people and explaining the metaphor that she's trying to do that doesn't make any sense. That I'm I also like
0: of, that it's I'm such in a, a cage small cage with the world because of them. <laughs> I love that it's just, like, in the middle of a hallway. Like, it's in the way, but not enough for people to care.
1: <laughs> well, it, just nobody cares. People just, like, yeah. carefully sidestep past it while she's doing her thing. She takes out what well, – I can't tell if it's a ketchup bottle or red paint. I think it's yeah. red paint. And she starts squirting that all over the world. And it's just her, her idea of what message she's trying to send is so muddled and makes so yeah. little sense, and I love it so much. And and the way Chang and Ken plays off how upset he is by this and and he starts dragging the cage away and we get another cue of hello. All of Britta's faces and screams and scowls throughout this episode. It's so good, man. It's just so, so funny. If I cut an episode, if I cut the episode like just that subplot together, I could watch it on repeat as like a video or sketch and just laugh and laugh. What do you think about the montage we now get? Because obviously they need I think to pass so some time funny. with the model you win. We can't show every little detail of it. So to pass time and to keep the intensity high, they have these floating heads that that are like plastered that float around the screen of each character doing their thing on top of like the footage of all the characters. I don't know. It's a weird editing yeah. choice,
0: but it works really well. for I think episode. it's really funny. It's very like silly but it gets Garrett saying crisis alert a bunch of over times. And and over and over and over again. Is.
1: And I like the things that the other characters do too. Yeah, uh, Some of them are taking it seriously. Some people like Pierce are pointing out how you're a gay, you know, you're a gay. you're a guy. Sounds like you're a gay. Uh, Switzerland is concerned about earth too. I don't know. It, it's really great. <laughs> it, the fast cut and editing makes it all very funny, funnier than it would have been without it. Yeah, Totally and it all builds up with each no matter what issue is thrown out resolved resolved Annie Kim and Annie Edison they just resolve everything and i like the way it ends with a split four screen that's two Annie Kims and two Annies mm-hmm. saying resolved at the same time every time they're truly even in this in this yeah effort and i so wish that the writers would have been smarter and made s- some of this stuff more the focus of the episode i because agree it ends up not really being about the model you in at all kind of in the end or even about yeah. any kim at the all or at <laughs> or about all any at the at end y'all all, yo. yeah you know what i mean it feels like they were so close and then in the writers room they couldn't come up with the right ending and the one that ended up coming they had to kind of restructure the episode around it i guess they were like oh this is an annie and jeff episode the whole way around we let's add a scene of that at the end
0: yeah i i, don't I know. really thought the model un thing was so funny and they should have just stuck with it and so comedically fruitful when
1: i'm surprised going through it with you right now that the set piece of the model un off doesn't really take up too much of the episode no i'm pretty shocked myself yeah after the montage, Team Blue, our study group. That's is, my girl. Yeah, they're they're winning. Jeff gives Annie a good that's her girl. And they're feeling <laughs> good. They feel like they're ahead. They're at the end. They're going to win. And then the episode does the first thing that I don't like. The fart
0: jokes. Yeah, why is it? I still, even at the end of the episode, did who farted? Did someone?
1: It was Jeff. It was Jeff, I think yeah or it doesn't really matter someone did i just community does this type of stuff a lot and as they do it more and especially in season four it annoys me the way that they do something like this to wrap up a storyline just to wrap it up or just it's they, just so stupid they they it was just like they came up with the easiest thing possible to, because they needed the study group to be distracted and start to fall behind. Yeah, And the fart jokes just aren't that funny. Sure, fart jokes can be funny. This show has done jokes like that uh, that are funny before. But this feels like, I don't know, the study group was working really well together as a unit. And then all of a sudden it deduces all of them to idiots who can't do anything because somebody farted.
0: Yeah, I and don't I it's a Not a cheap, easy, not particularly funny joke. It would have even been funnier. If like instead of it ending up that somebody literally just passed gas, that like Annie Kim like rolled a stink bomb over there or something that threw them off or something like that. You that know? would but, have been
1: stupid too, but you're right that yeah, I Yeah, but it'd be prefer- better.
0: Yeah, there is a, a point to it, kind of. There yeah. isn't really to this. No.
1: Now we cut back to the storyline that I'm becoming more enamored with as we get a break from some of the problematic Mm -hmm. stuff in the other storyline, which I hate because it's so fruitful. The Model UN idea is so fruitful. They could have done so much more with it. And it's a shame that they didn't. But yeah. uh, meanwhile, Chang takes Britta in in custody uh, to uh, Sergeant Nunez to try to arrest or punish Britta in some way. And basically, Britta's not done anything that's, that's worth calling a police officer, that's worth arresting her. And Chang doesn't have any authority to do anything <laughs> to her. So Nunez is just kind of gobsmacked by this and just tells them to leave. And Britta even kind of, I don't know. Is this where, yeah, Britta admits that she wasn't going to break the law anyway. She is just kind of showing off for some attention. And she's, yeah. she even, she's still kind of down the path that she set herself down, even with this crisis personality. <laughs> I'd love the get out from Chang. So funny. Britta leaves sobbing. It's almost like a breakup or something. Like this relationship between Chang and Britta has suddenly become really yeah. important to the both of them because it gives Britta a machine to rage against without ever actually <laughs> getting into any trouble, without getting tear gassed or anything. And it makes Chang feel like he has some authority, but Nunez brings Chang down and he really doesn't have any authority.
0: Yeah, I think this whole... Yeah, we've talked about this as kind of the preferred storyline this episode. And I think that it really just it has more depth to it almost for some weird reason because Chang because is like Because it's so deeply really silly, trying. but taking yeah. itself
1: so seriously at the same time, while also <laughs> giving reasons that it's happening that makes sense for the characters that it's happening to. Yeah, right, exactly. In the other storyline, some stuff just happens and it feels like a regression for the characters. This feels like a really silly and cartoony progression for these characters. But yeah, it does feel like a progression does. instead of a regression.
0: This is Chang going down his path He goes on the season this is Britta you know doing her thing that she ends up being more into you know and it's the other storyline has no weight to it that affects anything afterwards in a positive way you know you know what kind of sucks that
1: almost it doesn't ruin this storyline but this is setting up the brickwork for the Chang taking over the school storyline at the end of the season and I hate that
0: mm-hmm
1: i like security guard chang a lot but it almost is impossible to not link it with that yeah, storyline that's what it leads to but we're not there yet and i am enjoying what we're getting leading up to it mm-hmm. if i didn't know that was coming i would have nothing wrong with the storyline at all this little interaction that nunez and chang has after chang has just been brought down to his lowest level of authority <laughs> about the arm and how nunez can't think of the name of the arm that is a funny bit. Mel yeah. Rodriguez is a really funny guy, and I'm glad so that we're two weeks in a row seeing a decent amount of him in this show that I love so much. Yeah. Back to the model UN. Uh the study group still can't get over the fart. And that's another thing. It's such a stupid story contrivance, and they they rag on it for so long.
0: Yeah. I yeah. You said it.
1: Jeff even stands up and acts like he's going to give a a winger speech, but he's just making a fart joke, too, which is even kind of out of character for what Jeff's doing in this episode, even if I don't like what he's doing in this episode. It's just not very often does community... Focus on something so silly that's not funny like that. I don't know. And then it gets worse. This is when it gets bad. Uh, the the fart sends Annie over the edge and she shoves everything off the table, throws a huge hissy fit, and and yells and screams and, and throws a tantrum. And I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like what it says about Annie, the character. I don't think it feels... In line with what we've seen out of Annie over the last three two whatever seasons, I yeah. I just don't like it at all. It's and not cute. It's, it's not so funny. embarrassing. And it's kind of lampshaded almost as soon as it's done. And community has been doing that a lot lately, where mm-hmm. they'll do something that should make everyone a lot more upset than what it does. And then the group is still allowed to victory after it without any confrontation about Annie. Like, and if you want to dig deep into why Annie acts this way and the things that have happened to her to make her act this way and the people that kind of prey on that, regardless, there should have been a conversation in this episode where it's like, Annie, what you did there was weird and uh, embarrassing for everyone and not cool and we should have a conversation about this and yeah like, and they, so they, they're not willing like, to have
0: that it's okay annie i get it but i i do one thing if she just like yelled because she's freaking out and upset and wants to win but then it goes on geez, too long she, yeah she pounds on the table and like throws a fit and kind of goes into Convulsive?
1: the like where she's not even saying things yeah it's just not cool. And then Jeff, the worst line in the episode, you're like mm-hmm. a little schoolgirl, and not in a hot way. Something that he Gross. yells in public. He said little schoolgirl, Gross. Gross. And not in a hot way. And not in a hot way. And then Jeff lampshades that because he says, wow, what I just after Annie runs off, I think Annie gets up. She's turned off by what Jeff just said. And she gets up and runs away. She kind of comes to I guess and then Jeff to dissuade the situation says okay that made me sound creepy but here's the thing and then he runs away which was basically Drake Bell of Drake and Josh over the over the last week yeah and then it cuts to a commercial man this episode had so much going for it and then that happened and it just just halts all of the positive forward okay. momentum the episode has. In the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about how much good there is in the episode and how it almost helps me overlook the bad.
0: But, but Zach, there's still seven minutes it? left of this episode. That's why I'm like, I I don't know. And the scene
1: that we're beginning is that scene too. It's the Jeff and Annie confrontation scene afterwards, and instead of confronting Annie's actions, how Jeff has encouraged these actions in some ways they make it into a cute, sexy interaction for the two of them.
0: Yeah, thumbs down on this, this whole thing going on here. The only compliment I can give this scene is that I like Jeff's watch. There we go. So
1: yeah, I. what do you think they're trying to do here? Because even at the end of this scene between the two of them, the button on it is... Oh, we're attracted to each other, but that's weird. So we can't do anything. So what was the point of all of this? Is this supposed to make us root for them harder? And to the people that ship Jeff and Annie, which I can understand why you would at points in the series, Mm -hmm. does this, is this what gets you going? And if it does, does this do it for you? Is that, but I'm being serious a little bit. If this is what gets you going, you should think a little bit about the, the connotations, yeah, th- about what this really means about who. Sure, Allison Bree is an older, beautiful woman. But this is but this is not Joel McHale and Allison Bree who are very yeah. cute together and have good chemistry together. It's a young woman and a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think the subtext in this episode needs to be held under a lens for sure. I, I don't know, but I don't want to discredit the people who like Jeff and Annie as a pairing because not every time they do stuff. With them, is it like this?
0: No, I think they're to a bring up like Debate that 109 that uses it. Great, yeah. they kiss each
1: other in that episode, and it's mm-hmm. very early in the series. And they've they found a way to make that kind of work. Yeah, this is weird, and it feels like a regression for Jeff, too, who who we've given so much credit over season two mm-hmm. for really
0: uh, developing into a better character. This is back to the same Jeff that was, you know, having inappropriate text messages with a teenage boy because he thought that it was funny or yes. he was, Yeah,
1: and I can think of a few examples later in season three that are Jeff is shitty episodes. Mm -hmm. And I hate that because I like Jeff better when I like him. Yeah, totally. And he can be a dick. All of these characters can be bad people sometimes and likable. But I don't know. It's just I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they're getting to a point where they use the characters in whatever they w- they they use the characters in whatever way they want for whatever story they're trying to tell this week. And if that alters stuff that happened 20 episodes ago, nah, this is what yeah. we wanted to do right now. And if it doesn't come up again after this, nah, this is what we wanted to do right now. It seems indicative of a of a writer's room that's really struggling to get the scripts out every week. Yeah. And so hyper-focused on making everything perfect that they hyper-focus on it too much and we end up with these messy overstuffed episodes Mm
0: -hmm. and i hate it because so many of the ideas in this episode are genius i I really think that you know it's just such a waste because the model you in was so funny and such a good idea like it it and martin Starr, you You could have used him yeah they
1: set him up as an interesting character too and instead it turns into a cute moment when we'll quote cute moment where jeff like puts his thumb on annie's chin calls her kiddo again and says we can't keep doing this forever yeah that sounds like jeff is annie's like uncle or something yeah that's gross that they've like harbored this relationship and also it implies that i don't know it's like what do they want us to think has happened between jeff and annie at this point because Mm -hmm. there's been little cute things that happen but but this makes it feel like there's some stuff that we haven't seen or that there, I don't know. Yeah. Or like I they've don't had this
0: conversation or, and remember in the intro to season three, when Jeff is, you know, having his perfect world and we're going to sleep together. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly he's been thinking about it and wants that to happen, but yeah. I think it's still just a little grody.
1: They ended saying, no, that's gross. Just so they can put a lampshade on this and end this. Uh, if anything, I, I do think the bit is a little funny watching Jeff, like, wait two beads before following Annie. I think yeah. Joe pulled that moment off well. But yeah, it, bad character work in that episode uh, and in that storyline and in that scene from characters that I am always rooting for. It's, uh,
0: yeah, they really dropped the ball with this one. I think they this is just a miss.
1: Thankfully, though... One. You know, you said earlier there's seven minutes left in the episode. Thankfully, now there's five minutes left in the episode, and I like just about everything else. Yeah, I'm all good with everything that happens from here on. The study group meet back up, and Annie apologizes, and I don't love the everyone saying that they're the one who farted joke because so many shows have done the, like, Spartacus joke, Mm -hmm. and it's a little overdone. But I like that this gets us back on track, gets them working back as a team. Like I said, I don't like that they lampshade Annie's public embarrassment in front of the same crowd that they're now in front of, that it just kind of keeps going as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like that things are back on track and that they find a really creative way to end the model you in starting with this bit where Abed acts like he's going to tell a plan, but he's just busy, 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 like whispering yeah. and, and, and Jeff has to point out, Abed, ah, no one's going to cut away. <laughs> this is nonsense. And he says, okay, here's my actual plan. And then they cut away. That's a Which funny, is great. Bit. Chang is looking report. forlornfully at the rest report, thinking what could have been, And he's just a broken man. Frida throws a brick into the security guard office or whatever where Chang is and and says that she's going to cause a disruption that isn't illegal but should be a real concern to campus security. (laughs) And it's going to go down at the the Model UN meeting. And I like the way that it's written on a brick and Chang has to turn the brick to read certain words. That's really funny. Good stuff. Uh, Chang thinks about calling the real cops and he feels dejected And then officer Nunez gives this little pep talk that I think is really great. (laughs) He talks about this girl that was the bane of his existence and, and she incited a riot and, and got choked until she passed out. And I think Nunez was always uh, jealous that he didn't get to be the one to take her out like Mm -hmm. that. He wanted to be the police brutalist in, in this, (laughs) this scenario. Uh, So he gives Chang the go-ahead to go and find a way to stop this from happening. Go show that hippie how the world really works. (laughs) Now this is, and then he hands him a taser. (laughs) Are you forgetting something? Yeah, a little too far, but it's Greendale. Yeah. Remember that these security guards work for room and board. (laughs) Back at the Model UN, we're getting towards the end. Uh, uh the red team Annie kim's team is, is slowing a little bit and then mm-hmm. i want to talk about this bit for a second okay so behind the red team there's a big greendale flag symbol modeled united nations and now we're in mm-hmm. the part that i think is really clever where they use this conceit of there being two earths to make yeah. contact with the other team but they make a but a troy butt stuff joke of him coming out of that banner through the butthole of the flag and him gasping for air mm-hmm. i thought that was a little too gratuitous
0: yeah i guess I, don't know, I thought it was funny
1: but then they all smashed through they made this little fake tv and their united nations have used all of their resources to contact the other united nations to form one united nations to have a truly united <laughs> nation Uh, it's, I think it's a really good way to resolve this and it's really creative. And this is a good thing that the community writers were able to come
0: up with. We've given them a hard time in this episode, but this is a, I'll I'll give them a pat on the back for that one. I I like that. I think it's funny. I think it ties in, you know, Abed Singh, he's been obsessing about the whole time. It's very community. And the way he that knows.
1: Abed's part of it was so subtle. It was just something that he was
0: fixating yeah. on. But it does end up being a way to bring the whole episode together.
1: Works really well. Annie Kim does not buy this. She totally declines their, their peace summit, which in turn gives Annie's group, Annie Edison's group, the win from Professor Caligula or whatever. hmm <laughs> Nice. So they do win. They are victorious. I like that they win. It's a good happy ending because it needs a good happy ending. But we needed a better, if they were going to do that Annie breakdown scene, we needed something other than a cute Jeff and Annie scene to dive into why she did that, why it wasn't cool, and how she can make it better, and they didn't.
0: Hmm. Britta, though, yeah. gets to really end the episode. Well, go ahead, say what you're going to say. No, yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, we have, because Annie Kim and her team, you know, they they were being logical and not open to... new experiences they lose so like you said the 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 study group win but then we get one of i think the funniest brita things that's happened so far like you were saying it's one of the best storylines but the image of her running in in a black suit covered in barbie dolls yeah babies (laughs) there's it's a mix there's some burned up babies there this whole
1: episode they've been having her make these uh, showings that don't make sense. Like the method or the the message doesn't make sense, but you yeah. kind of get that Britta thinks she's going a certain direction with it, I guess. <laughs> and then this is just absolute nonsense that makes hero <laughs> sense. that has nothing to do with anything. She just runs in and starts going, Oh, boogala, boogala, boogala. And I don't think, I don't, I don't, What Do you think the study group knew that this stuff was going on with Britta and that's why they didn't ask her to be a part of the UN? I think she just runs in and this happens. They have no idea what to make of this. Uh, Britta's just being Britta. (sighs) (laughs) She's even asked what she's doing and she says nothing and you can't do anything (laughs) to stop me. Tries to kick over the chair and can't, makes it up there twice. And we get one last scene. Chang and Britta are able to find that spark in each other again. The song plays one more time. They gaze into each other's eyes and Chang just peacefully walks up to Britta and tases her. And I want to say that like, we talk so much about how the other storyline in this episode does things that aren't good. It's not right. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't have been written the way that it was. This absolutely is the same thing. Chang is tasing a student (laughs) and nothing is mentioned about it next week. But It's different because this is a comedy show and it's so funny that sure, she yeah. can get tased and I can forget about it. It's not funny when they try to do character work or try to dial back character work. Uh, exactly. It, it, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But this ending is funny. And this is the end of the episode. Chang tasing and dragging away Britta. That's how the episode ends. Yeah. I Did you feel like it's kind of, it was kind of abrupt? It's kind of an abrupt ending.
0: A little bit, yeah. I think that they, it would have been weird to have this happen before the Yuan ended. But yeah. I almost disagree. It's good that
1: they get this last moment. Britta says, "I knew you were coming." Uh, uh, Chang says, "Whatever, you're busted." And Britta spits in his face, and that's how the episode ends. I mm-hmm. kind of disagree because it makes, even though that's the better subplot, that was the B plot. I think it would have been fine to have them interrupt the model you win and that could kind of interrupt everyone being mad at Annie for what she did. And then mm. that kind of distracts them. And after Chang drags her out, they're able to come up with the idea to use Earth 2 or whatever. And then they end and then they win. And the episode ends with them winning or going back to the study room or something. This feels kind mm. of like a weird, abrupt ending to me just a little bit. If I don't know what else. I guess most episodes do up. end
0: in the study room, don't they? It, I feel yeah, like, well, I don't, like let's yeah. all g- meet back at home base and maybe that's what feels
1: like it's missing because mm-hmm. we don't get that it goes straight to the end tag which I think is a pretty funny end tag it's them a funny one yeah operation on Pierce they said on the commentary that this was just how Chevy dresses this like shirt and <laughs> jeans and he was about to leave for the day while they were just I think they kind of make up these in mm-hmm. tags like when they do them which is hilarious uh, yeah, they convinced Chevy to come stay for a little while so they could film this end tag, and the only reason he did it was because he got to pretend to
0: sleep. Yeah,
1: that's so funny. It's a funny little thing, and it's they make some funny jokes on the type of things you operate on in operation. So after mm-hmm. Pierce tells them off and they leave, he starts eating his spare ribs. Yeah, that was funny. And there's some really maybe want some ribs. There's some really gross noises that he makes while he's eating the ribs. <laughs> And that's how the episode ends. I feel more of a mixed bag about the episode now than I did when we started the episode. There's some really fun things about this episode. I'll go back to it a hundred times for Crisis Alert and for Britta's storyline in this episode. But man, there's some big problems that this probably won't be in my top half of community episodes for sure. No, I don't think so. I do think I still like it better than the season premiere. And I like the season premiere. I've been hard on these episodes and it's just Mm -hmm. because I love community so much. And when they get it right, they get it so right. So when they don't, You just what happened, you know, when they don't get it right, you know that they can and that they have so many times. Think of the good emotional work they do with Annie and her disposition in like mixology certification. They know how to write for these characters well. What happens in episodes like this? And that's why it's harder for me to overlook and say, well, this one wasn't their best
0: because there were so many good ideas. And this episode could have been one of the best, couldn't it? It could have, but I think they just messed it up too much for me to even give it that, you know. Yeah.
1: Any final thoughts on it before we get into MVP? Is there anything you think that could have made this episode a little bit better?
0: I think if they just took out most of the stuff involving Jeff, it would have been a lot better and could have been a growth episode for Annie instead of uh, regression. I agree with you.
1: And that being said, I don't know, the characters that are in the forefront of this episode have issues. So how did that affect you deciding an MVP this week?
0: So, yeah, I think most of the main, like, the A-plot stuff, none of them were even considered for me for MVP. So that means it, it came down to the Britta and Chang storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think they both were great. Uh, but I actually went with Chang as my MVP this episode. I think wow. that he was really funny. I think Britta was great in it, too. But What well, gave Chang, Chang the edge for you, if bit. you had to say? Um, probably the scene where he tells her to get out of the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that was really funny. I also really like, mind
1: the can, student. <laughs> <laughs> chang is really great chang as a study guard is as a study guard chang <laughs> as a security guard is a pretty inspired piece of character yeah. plot for this show because i know it's hard for them to decide what to do with chang every season and i this is a a new development for him that feels really in with his character and mm-hmm. helps drive him closer to the crazier depths that we'll see from him in the second half of community seasons my mvp i was on the same subplot as you but man this was Brita for me I thought this it was, was great. the funniest Britta had ever been in an episode. Uh, Gillian is so funny when they let her do really off-the-wall nonsense stuff, and I love that they're letting her do that. They're letting her be just as funny and weird as the as the guy characters and not just having her be some over-sexualized female character. If yeah. anything, this is like the least sexy that a character like that could be, <laughs> and I like that they do stuff like that with a female character on a network sitcom. Cause often mm-hmm. on network sitcoms, the female characters are really poorly written. Yeah. And it, it points out how badly Annie is written in this episode, but it's true. Uh, Britta takes it from me. She's so funny. And she I also want to want to sub sub say that even though Annie is written so badly in this episode, Allison Brie does the best job that she can. She acts true. to do and Joel too. You know, they do the best with what they've got, but the material just lacked this episode and that's, mm-hmm. that's upsetting. And a that's bit. kind of how we end things this week. So Let's far, as abruptly as the episode. Okay.
0: Don't <laughs> stop.
1: So Please. so far, we've been having some uh, heated conversations. We, yes, we've a lot. So far, we have
0: not not been uh, as roses and butterflies for us. Yeah. as
1: Season two was. We didn't disagree as much this episode, which almost hurts a little bit worse. This one. It wasn't as good as I remember it being because there are some pretty glaring issues. Yeah. But let's let's look towards the future, because next week, this is interesting. Next week, we're going to be discussing competitive ecology. But on the DVDs, season three, episode three is remedial chaos theory. In airing order, and I believe on streaming services, season three, episode four, four is remedial chaos theory. It's true. So unless anyone writes in and says, no, you absolutely have to do remedial chaos theory before competitive ecology, I believe we're going to be doing competitive ecology next week, right? Yes. Competitive ecology. I'm looking forward to that one. That's the one where we get to see the study group and its issues through an outsider's perspective. This is the episode yeah. that focuses on Todd when the study group has to break off into pairs and there's only, there's seven of them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's an episode that I remember really fondly, and it has some funny subtext about what's going on with the study group and how other people outside of the study group see it. I'm excited to dive into it. I think it's going to be the best one yet. I and think the next
0: few episodes are going to be very interesting conversation because yeah. I know that remedial um, chaos theory. I'm not even that, sure how to tackle that episode. Yeah, that's going to be great. Even the horror fiction and seven spooky steps. That was my least favorite Halloween episode. Oh, I love that one. When we did the special, I know you do. So I'm interested to. That is Advanced
1: Gay, which is definitely a problematic Mm -hmm. episode. The Annie's Move episode is coming up. The documentary Greendale commercial episode is coming up.
0: Yeah, this is a... a, a, I think it's going to create some very good conversation. I've been saying a
1: lot that I'm excited to dive into season three because I like... I'm sorry if it's not as fun to listen to us when we're not as positive on the episodes. Yeah. Because I... This show is because we love community and we want to talk about community with people who love community. So I'm sorry if it's not as fun to hear us kind of harp on an episode, but I feel like I got to be honest with how I'm feeling. Yeah. Like I said, the show gets it right so many times that it's got to be discussed when they don't. Exactly. But next week, but tell us again, uh, just like how we got a couple of messages about, Biology 101. Uh, we want to hear what you think about these episodes. In fact, yeah. before we sign off really quick, I wanted to read off. We got a tweet today about this episode, uh mm-hmm. Geography of Global Conflict, sent in to us from Jennifer at MathGirl JK. She's been a longtime listener and she's interacted with us on Twitter a lot. Uh, she said about this episode to kind of bring it out on a positive, she says that she adores this episode. The, wow. MVP, the MVP, she's not so sure about, but the Britta and Chang storyline is amazing. Choi asking if they can do accents is amazing. Abed saving the day is amazing. And she also pointed out the Spartacus moment that she liked a lot. So people do really like this episode. So yeah. let us know did you struggle with the stuff that we struggled with in this episode, or was this one of your favorites? We'd love to hear. Email us in can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com and send us in for competitive ecology next week your trivia, your episode MVP, your favorite funny moment, and any thoughts. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys also follow us on social media because that's where we interact the most, especially on Twitter um, over at You Can't Disappoint. We're also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we are on Facebook and YouTube under our whole name, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Lots of fun videos and other things going on over there.
1: And if you'd like to support this show, uh, if you want to, you know, it really does help. This show takes up a lot of time and it, 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 we love to do it, but it's not free to do it and it's not easy to do it. Mm-hmm. So the people that support us on Patreon really do mean a lot to us. So if that is something that you would like to do to support us and to get some extra content, I really feel like we make it worth the while of however much you decide to throw our way to get all that extra content. Check us out. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. But all that said, even if people didn't support us that way, just that people listen to this and just that this gives me an excuse to, to talk to you about community for an hour and a half every week and to joke around and to do little
0: commercial bits and stuff. Man, mm-hmm. it's just so fun. I'm so glad to do it. It's so much fun. I love it. It's been great uh, talking about this episode with you this week, buddy. It's good to have you here too, kiddo. Oh. From inside the Dreamatorium,
1: I'm Zach i'm steven black lives matter get vaccinated we love you and uh pick on someone your own size don't go after a high school kid yeah that's zach and steven word of advice uh today
0: <laughs> no grooming. yeah i stopped bullying high school kids a couple days ago and i feel great
1: yeah you feel a lot better it's a, it's a weight lifted
0: off your shoulders yeah middle schoolers are much easier to f- with Thanks for listening,
1: everyone. We'll see you next week for Competitive Ecology. And Steven and I are going to go stare longingly in each other's eyes to Lionel Richie's hello.
0: I've been, I've been alone with you inside my mind. And in my dreams, I've kissed your lips a thousand times. I sometimes see you pass outside my door. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile.